Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, no Israel tonight, but no problem. We're going to talk a little bit Senior Bowl uh, coming up right here. We're going to, I'm going to get with Israel and we'll brainstorm some questions on what to talk to him about. Hopefully everything's uh, all good. He's enjoying the new dad life. But let's get started. This is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. We are live. Good evening. Welcome into the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Joining me, not tonight, actually, is Israel Troop. He's at a retirement dinner. He's uh, he's living the new dad life, uh, so he's been inundated with that. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to come on solo here. We'll, we'll talk for a little bit, uh, a little bit of Senior Bowl stuff. Uh, some of you know the Georgia guys are, of course, impressing. Uh, nothing new there, but. Um, you know, wish, wish is real well. We're going to, you know, when, when he comes back, we're going to talk a little bit about how these guys project into the pros and based on their senior bowl performances and what's what to look forward to at the combine and things like that and what they bring to the table and, and where they fit as pros. But um, first off, first of all, uh, this show is brought to you by betonline.ag, your number one source for all your sports wagering needs. If you want to bet it, they have it at betonline.ag. Uh, Super Bowl 58. There's a ton of stuff, ton of props that you can bet on. Uh, and it just head on to the website, betonline.ag, enter the promo code believe that's B L E A V to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, it's where the game starts. So, man, this is uh, this is some exciting stuff here. Uh, you know, I, I think anytime that you have guys that can extend your brand and guys that can um it, it it makes your brand look good it makes nfl teams want to take chances on some of the guys that aren't quite uh first round talents and it just you know you, you get that boost of of just you know recruiting too it's like oh well this guy like he didn't play a ton but now he's a late round selection in the NFL, like I can come here, compete, be a rotational guy, and still get invited to the Senior Bowl and still um, get drafted. So, guys like Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint, who he's had some injury concerns, he's had some things happen, uh, some not so good things happen to him. He is actually impressing a lot at uh, at Senior Day practices or Senior uh, Senior Day Senior Bowl practices down in Mobile. Um, he's uh, one, one of the things that kind of stood out uh, with him and Lad McConkey and some of these other Georgia receivers in years past under Kirby Smart. And if you're a high school receiver, you might want to listen to this next statement. So pause what you're doing and listen to this statement. One of the things the scouts really were fond of and what they really uh, made sure that um, they – praised Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint on was his ability to get this 
to block on the perimeter. That's right. His ability to block on the perimeter, that goes a long way for NFL scouts. And they'll take it if you're physical and wanting to block on the perimeter, they'll take a chance on you. Now he's he's a good route runner. He's good with the ball in the air. Uh, you saw that uh, in, in flashes when he was healthy. That's his biggest concern is is uh, is healthy. But he's considered that sleeper category right now. So it'll be interesting based on this performance and based on what he's going to do at the Pro Day uh, coming up in March to see where he falls and what team he fits, he fits well with and can he be a – a gritty like number three guy that comes in and makes some big catches for you um, on, on a team that has some some star-studded wide receivers. So um, I'm excited uh, for all of our guys uh, working out at the uh, at the Senior Bowl. Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint making a name for himself. Lad McConkey, holy cow, man, he's like it's it's one big long X highlight reel for him. You know, it's it's uh you know he he got Javon Bullard on, on a rep. He's gotten a lot of people on some reps, like just breaking them off, man. And I've been really, really impressed with the stuff that I've seen from Lad McConkey in, in the in the senior bowl practices, man. He's he's really kind of um he's really kind of uh, shot up the charts a little bit and and not surprising to anybody um that watches Georgia football and, and has watched Georgia football the last few years. He's a dadgum good receiver and and he can he's a really good precise route runner, understands angles, understands launch points is very, very quick out of, out of his breaks, just finds himself just open all the time. And it's, it's quite impressive. So, um, Ladd McConkey again is, is going to be, I, I think is going to be somebody that can, can potentially, uh, make some noise at the next level. So, uh, the chat is, the chat is open. If, if you guys, um, if y'all want to, uh, to join in on the fun, just, just hit us up on the chat, wherever you are listening and, and however you're listening, I certainly do appreciate it for real, um, but uh, make sure you uh, make sure you get in that chat, and make sure you tell your friends, and make sure you hit that subscribe button because uh, this the Senior Bowl stuff is is uh, man, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to watch the Senior Bowl to kind of see how these guys perform in a game uh, game situation. So uh, another thing that kind of stood out to me and in, in keeping up with the coverage and and watching a lot of these highlights uh, that keep getting posted and the reports and things like that from people that aren't necessarily dog people is I I really like uh Dejan Edwards. I mean he's he's had a really nice uh week of senior bowl practices and uh they're 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 talking about him as as a as a running back that's gonna that could emerge and, and be somebody that you know is I don't day day two maybe I like I don't know kind of where running backs fit these days but like third fourth round I think I could easily see Dejon Edwards going third, fourth round, uh, and, and becoming a uh, you know an, an immediate impact guy uh, at the running back position. He had a really nice season this year, especially down the stretch. Uh, him and Kendall Milton were were superb, and uh, you know I've, I've been I've been happy for them as well. And uh, the the last thing, you know, Cedric Van Pran, I whether or not he performed well at, at Senior Day senior day at the senior bowl. I, I, unless he just completely bombed, I don't think it mattered. You know, I, I don't think it mattered because like he's, he's, he's such a good talent that like he could, you know, at the center position, he's so smart. He's physical. I mean, he's just, 
he just gets the job done, man. And he just so he understands leverage. He he has good technique. He can communicate. He's a, like I said, he's a highly intelligent. He's somebody that I think would make a great center uh, in this league. He'll he'll have a big long career. He may get drafted in the fifth round. That's okay, but he'll he'll uh, he'll have a really really nice career. Um, and that's and he'll get drafted in the fifth round only because centers don't go that high. Like it's like left tackles and then all the skill positions and then like centers and guards. Like some of your notable centers and guards are day two, day three guys. And there's you know there's no shame in that. It's just a positional thing. And it's, uh, you know, not necessarily a big deal. So, uh, you know, his, his he's got enough film that that I think he'll, uh, you know, he'll he'll do well. And I'm not seeing a whole lot as far as uh, reps for him, but he's somebody that, like I said, he just doesn't. He didn't. He didn't like. He came with probably him and like Lad McConkey probably. Well, Lad McConkey has to overcome size and some some other things, but like Cedric Van Pran probably came into senior bowl practices like not needing, not dire needing a, a not in dire need of a good week, I should say. And he, he's somebody that wasn't desperate to like you know it was going to be make or break for him, and and he was like fighting for for draft position and things like that. He's somebody that I think could only benefit. And, and there was no risk, and I, it, it was pretty much all reward there. And and, and he may and, and he may have bought himself some uh, an, an extra round or two. He may have bought himself a few draft stop points uh, and and um, a little bit higher of a slot for him to to get drafted in. So um, it, it's it's just always important for these centers to do well. And and uh, it you know he's a good one. And he's probably one of the one of the better ones in this draft. So uh, excited to excited to see kind of where he ends up. Obviously, Marius Mims and Brock Bowers are not participating in Senior Bowl. Brock Bowers is not a senior, uh, first of all. Neither is Marius Mims. But like, um, I, speaking of draft eligible guys, I'm seeing, um, <laughs> I'm seeing the uh, Marius Mims being projected to the Steelers, and uh, it'd be pretty sweet if they got a if they got Cedric Van Pran as well. Can you imagine that offensive line with Mims and Broderick Jones and Cedric Van Pran in Pittsburgh? Ooh, that would be scary. That would be really scary. Um, Steeler fans, you know, I, I hope you guys are uh, hoping for that. So uh, that's uh, that's exciting. But, yeah, Ladd McConkey's probably been the most uh, – most touted one. Uh, he's been he's been the one that's been producing the most uh, the most highlights. So I that's that's one that um, <laughs> that's one that a didn't surprise me, but b it's like so many people just continue to be like oh, he's a good college wide receiver, but what's he going to do in the pros? You know, and he's showing what he can do against these other linebackers or not linebackers, but again, but with these other other wide receivers and. Uh, DBs and pretty much the best of the best. So it, it's uh, it's outstanding. But uh, you know the the other the other is is the uh, is defense backs. You have Javon Bullard and Tyke Smith. Uh, those guys are um, really kind of showing their versatility a little bit. Javon Bullard played in that star role, which is essentially essentially just a inside slot corner um, safety run guy extremely physical 
he ran 20 miles per hour uh, in in practice at some points. Uh, he's somebody that just flat gets after it, man. Um, he lost his rep against uh, Lad McConkey, which you know you never want to see your guys lose reps, but I mean those guys compete, man, and like these DBs are very very intelligent, and they're they're to a certain point where they the, their intelligence, their ability to know coverages and whole allow them to be moved around and they allow these defensive coaches to be like okay well this you know like we're going to draft him but like he can fit here there or i mean he can kind of fit just about anywhere so um again just impressive like that's you know if, if you're a high school football player wanting to know what it takes that's what it takes man like play multiple sports compete be willing to do the the stuff that you consider beneath you. Like if you're a wide receiver, like blocking on the perimeter, like no wide receiver likes blocking on the perimeter. Like you think the offensive linemen like blocking? Well, actually, some of them are pretty sick and they probably would, they probably do enjoy blocking, but like, like everybody wants the ball, but like football is so much more than that. Like football is, Football is a sport where you get to legally hit somebody and make them hurt, not injured, but like make them hurt, knock them down on the ground and not get in trouble for it. It's actually encouraged. Like it's a violent sport and allows you to get your violent aggression out. And that's part of the game. Hitting is part of the game. Blocking is part of the game. And for people not to be interested in that and just want the ball and just want the glory, like you're going to get passed by. Because Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint is is blocking on the perimeter. Lad McConkey is blocking on the perimeter uh, when he's not touching the ball. Like these guys are unselfish. Like there's other guys in other places that are they're probably similar, but like these are Georgia guys. So that those are my examples. But like Ricky Pearsall is also turning some heads at the uh, at the senior senior bowl practices. I about said senior day again. Uh, he's turning heads at the senior bowl practices, man. Um, and he's somebody that is drawing a lot of late round hype as well. And, and uh, him and Lad McConkey look almost identical as far as like their abilities, the routes they're running, what they're doing to DBs, setting them up. It's just those like highly intelligent routes that they're running. And and those seem to be the guys that are, that are standing out tremendously. Um, Demarcus Robinson, uh, no, Demetrius Robertson, not Demarcus, but Demetrius Robertson, from uh, Missouri, he's turning some heads uh, in in his OLDL one on ones. He is uh, he's got some he's got some of the quickest hands I've ever seen from a D lineman. I mean, he's just he's just getting through these uh, these poor Oklahoma offensive linemen. Man, they can't they can't touch him. Man, seeing some of those highlights from the one on ones, they oh my god, it's it's bad. Like they can't they have they have nothing they have nothing. There's nothing they can do, and it's. Uh, <laughs> You know, you're just like, oh god. But uh, you know, uh, Jim Nagy. Uh, this is another thing that stood out to me. Like, there's a lot of positives that really kind of stood out to me. Like, you, you know, this year there it's it's painted with dogs. But um, Jim Nagy, who's the uh, Senior Bowl executive director, he uh, he was he he said uh, they all have one. Georgia players all share one common denominator. They compete. Right. Uh, he, he went on to say how competitive Georgia's program is, and it shows through these guys. Um, 
and uh, the, they understand the intensity that needs to happen at the next level for you to be successful. And part of that like shows like part of their evaluation is, Hey, can they hold up to the rigors of competing in the NFL? Well, Georgia apparently, you know, and other programs probably do this too, but they, uh, they build their practices and they build their program and everything's based on competitiveness and everything's based on uh, getting those competitive reps and getting that ratcheting up that intensity. So uh, again, Lots of things, lots of glowing uh, reviews there for uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs, for Kirby Smart and this football program. So uh, the Senior Bowl is is a hit. The Senior Bowl players they're doing quite quite well. So the, they're going to project they're going to project well. Um, so when Israel gets back, I'm going to make this little note here. I'm going to ask Israel, hey, what about these uh, Senior Bowl guys and uh, some of our other non Senior Bowl guys? Uh, what do they project? How do they project? What teams would be good fits for them? Uh, and we'll, we'll answer all those questions when Israel comes back from uh, from his uh, from his retirement dinner. I hope they had good food. They better have had good food, or it probably was a waste of time. So, um, but yeah, that's Senior Bowl, and that's uh, that's that. Uh, you know, Georgia, I, I think, is sitting in a good spot in the uh, in the SEC. You know, Kalen DeBoer comes in and uh to, to alabama and you know obviously obviously they take a step back a little bit and uh you know i'm i'm really kind of excited about that this new this new schedule welcoming texas and oklahoma they're now officially members of the sec at least in the sport of football and then when all the as all the other sports end they'll officially become members in in those sports as well so um i'm stoked man this is going to be an exciting season and this is going to be this is going to be really good, but it's not all about football. Uh, let's let's talk a little basketball. And I, I want I, I want to make sure that I make note that even though they have a hard time finishing games, uh, they're fourteen and seven right now, four and four in the in the SEC. Um, they're having a hard, like the Georgia basketball team is having a hard time finishing games, but like. What shouldn't be taken away? What should be? What shouldn't be taken away from them is the fact that this is probably the best team Georgia's put out there since I think their last tournament appearance in 2012. And this team like has the download presence. They have good shooting. They take smart shots. I think right now their Achilles heel is just being able to finish a game like I, I and a lot of it's just because I don't think they know how to do it. I don't think because they've never been in this situation like they get tense. You can tell teams that are inexperienced with that. The D, the Detroit Lions don't know how to finish a game. Don't know how to handle having a lead. Georgia basketball is very much the same. Like Alabama has handled these situations before. That's why they were that's why they just kept kept chopping away. Um, they had a 14-point lead, which on the surface looks really disappointing. You're like, oh, 14 point lead. We lost again. Oh my God. You know, but really, like the way that you know how they got there, you know, you got to look at the process. Like this whole thing's a process. This is year two of Mike White. And we're already like, we're already at the point where we're disappointed in 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 like last year it was like oh, we lost again. I mean, we suck, right? You know, that that was the attitude last year. It's like, well, this basketball team, you know, they tried hard for a minute, but, you know, this, that, and here, and it 
kept being the same problems. And, you know, it seems like they fixed a lot of those problems. Now it's like, we're disappointed that we lose. And you're like, man, we, we, we had that game, but we lost. Like we're playing really good, but like we're not necessarily winning everything. And as disappointing as that is, I think you've got to also look at the positives in it and say, well, at any point in the last six or seven seasons, I don't think we've been in these positions to where you could squander a team against a, a, a ranked opponent and it be considered a disappointment. Like usually, like if we were to if we were to get to a point to to a lead like this, it would be a fluke. And we and everyone in the in the building knew that we were just going to fold at any minute, and they were going to come back and beat us. And it was like, oh, we tried hard. Like it's like, yeah, we we almost won. That's cool. But now it's not like that. And and that's a sign of a program that is starting to set some realistic expectations and starting to head head in the right direction. When your fan base is like apathetic about losing, you're not in a good place. And that's where Georgia's been for a while. Now they're starting to see that, hey, we can actually be pretty good at basketball, and they're so close. And then once they kind of start finishing these games, you're going to see a really, really fun turn in Georgia basketball. So uh, this is uh, this is uh, this is going to be good. And a lot of these things are fixable. Like um, you know, you, you go on some cold streaks and stuff like that. Free throws, um, free throws are were, were bad. Um, and, you know, I, I think they just kind of got outclassed a little bit in the second half and they just didn't kind of know what to do. And it looked and it probably looked like they weren't trying. They weren't sharp. That's for sure. Um, and, you know, turning the ball over a little bit, getting a little bit careless. I, I think they kind of they kind of eased off the gas. I, I guarantee you what happens. They they had a 14 point lead at halftime. They eased off the gas pedal and uh, Alabama stung them a couple of times and then they panicked. That's exactly what happened, and and that leads to bad free throws, poor shot selection, and um, turnovers. Like that kind of stuff is what it leads to, and it's uh, it's disappointing. But like, you know, it, it's it happens, right? Um, and Georgia could very easily be sitting at six and two. Like they've. Uh, you know they they've they've lost a couple of games like this, and um, you know there, there's two games that really could have you know gone their way, like in a couple you know against Tennessee, they they had a lead and, and melted away, and then obviously this uh, this past game against uh, against Alabama, they 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 let it slip they let it slip out of their fingertips, and and that's going to happen with a team that's just not used to this, so. Um, hats off to him though, man. Like Blue Kane had a really, really good game. Um, he he was he was hitting uh, he was hitting big shots. Um, you know, I, I think um, they struggled with guarding Mark Sears, and he's a good player. And so they they just you know once he gets hot, it's tough. And so uh, this team is you know again. It's not the end of the world. I think people like to sometimes think it's these things are the end of the world. They're not. And um, everybody's going to know that. And, and it'll be okay. It'll be okay. So um, not worried about Georgia basketball one bit. I'm excited about Georgia baseball. 
I'm, I'm telling you, I'm excited about Georgia baseball. Um, before I get into baseball, Georgia returns. Uh, they play South Carolina on Saturday. South Carolina is red hot right now, so that'll be a tough game. Georgia, I just think, has to continue to to, to do what they do to get these um, to get these big leads. I, I think Melendez, Noah Thompson, Silas Demary, and Russell Chua. I think they just need to keep. You know, I think they just need to keep keep pouring it on, man. They just need to keep the foot on the gas, take care of the ball, and and pretend like they're down fourteen at all times. And I think if they play with that sense of urgency, they'll uh, they'll play a lot sharper and they'll start to kind of finish these games. But like great teams, they a they don't panic in situations to where the other when the other team starts hitting back, they just continue to do what they do. And b those teams always play with a sense of urgency, like like they're trailing, like they're down. Like Kentucky could be up six points, but they're they're playing like they're down six points, you know, and they're playing with the urgency that they're down six points, and they're playing with the pant and they're playing with a level of panic like they're up by thirty six points. So it's uh it's just all in a mindset, and Georgia just doesn't have that yet, all the way. It's developing. It's part of it's part of the plan. It's part of the plan. So. Um, Georgia's got a good basketball team. Finally, it's 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 finally refreshing to talk about this basketball team as, um, well, <laughs> as somebody that's viable, right? So that's good. But uh, anyway, uh, last thing we'll get to, and then then we're then we're gonna uh, then we're gonna you know get this thing get this thing out of here. But um, Georgia baseball, man, uh, first first and foremost, do they? St- I don't know if you guys have seen the, the the facilities upgrades, but holy cow, man! Like the facilities upgrades are just like top notch, man. Like it is. They did a tremendous job, man. They did a tremendous job with the, with the facility upgrades. They, um, the, you know, the locker room looks just it. it they they made it mirror the the football locker room. Um, they have you know they have some really good stuff in there. They've they've really done a f- phenomenal job. You should go to uh, georgiadogs.com and and look at the facility upgrades, man. It's it, it it is it is top of the line, man. They, you, you can't go wrong there. So the new new upgrades, new facilities, and you have the um, hopefully better results. I mean, these guys are, man, it's, it's, it's great. So um, opening day is right around the corner. Uh, they have a three game set opening with UNC Asheville. Uh, so this is uh, Wes Johnson's first, first go with the Georgia Bulldogs. And uh, this team's this team, they, uh, they fell apart and like a rickety car last year, uh, the bullpen, couldn't get anybody out. They walked people. They gave up grand slams and big hits. And, you know, the bats were inconsistent. And it just – things just kind of fell apart all all around. And it went from good to bad to atrocious um, over the course of last season. So, uh, Wes Johnson has this work cut out for him. But I, I think he's – I think they're, um, I think they're in some good shape here, and I think there's some guys that that you can be excited about. Um, the pitching staff, uh, three names that really kind of stand out to me is Charlie Goldstein, uh, 
Leighton Fenley and Christian Maronka. Um, Maronka is uh, going to be the uh, the closer, I believe. Um, I'm hoping I said that right. Uh, he had four saves. Um, he's four and one with three point oh nine. He he looks to be in the uh, in the closer role. Um, if you look at Charlie Goldstein. You know, he, his ERA is 5.03, but the second half of the season, he was kind of you, – you start to kind of see him improve, and uh, he, he is uh, – he's somebody that I, I think could, um, could factor in in, in, in the weekend rotation. Uh, he's, got a, he's got a pretty powerful fastball, uh, 6'5", 225 pounds. Uh, that's Finley, though. Uh, but the, the, the two starters have really high 90s uh, fastballs. Finley's a strikeout guy. He struck out 31 batters in 26 innings as a freshman. Uh, he's ready to he's ready to roll. Maronka um, is probably going to be the closer. Brent Prancer, Brent Panzer from Stanford, Brian Zeldin from Penn, Zach Harris from Southern, and uh, Daniel Patysack from College of Charleston, Josh Robards from Southern New Hampshire, um, and Colton Smith are uh, are pitchers that have kind of woken up West Johnson and those guys are, you know, those guys are going to make a name for themselves. Chandler Marsh, Will Pearson, Colin Caldwell and Coleman Willis all look to compete for rotational spots. Um, you have three uh, weekend guys and you have one solid weekday starter and you have another, that's kind of a swing guy that will start on weekdays, uh, but be a spot starter and, and be a bullpen guy on the weekend. So, it's uh, this 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 thing is far from settled. Uh, I think a lot of college pro, I think a lot of college baseball programs probably don't have their starting rotations completely solidified because like they want to see who who fits in where and who's pitching well and you know who's going to be the Friday Saturday Sunday uh, starters and they got to figure that out and then kind of piece everybody else together. Um, the infield should be uh, should be really good. Charlie Condon returns, um, and he's uh, he might actually play some outfield and some third base too. He played first base a lot last year. He's a um, he's a he's a versatile guy. He had uh, he bat, he hit three eighty six with twenty five uh, dingers and sixty seven runs driven in. Uh, you know Corey Collins uh, and Henry Hunter and Lucas. Uh, Ferris, both transfers. They have a lot of guys from the transfer portal. Uh, and, true and true freshman Trey Phelps, um, again, are all going to uh, kind of factor in on the corners. Uh, Condon will play. If he's not playing the outfield, he'll probably end up playing back at first base uh, because you got these guys that are vying for the uh, third base spot. Um, lots of depth in the middle infield. Colby Branch started all 55 games as a freshman. Trey King um, played at McIntosh. Of course, I call it Mac and Trash because they're still our rivals down in Fayette County. Screw Mac and Trash. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but Trey King comes in, um, and uh, he's a middle infielder. He looks looks to make a make an impact. Uh, Purdue transfer Paul Totes and uh, Sebastian Murillo um, is going to be good. So lots of transfers coming in. Um, Slate Alford. Uh, the middle infield is like full of transfer guys. Um, so it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how that how that um, position group second second short kind of play out. Uh, Fernando Gonzalez um, and Logan Jordan will uh, will look at some some stuff 
with uh, at the catching position. Uh, Jordan Logan Jordan also plays some in the outfield. So I guess the key theme to this Georgia baseball team is is uh, versatility, and that doesn't go uh, unnoticed. But uh, there's there's a lot of infielders, and some of these guys are going to have to transition and play outfield, like Charlie Condon. Uh, could play somewhere in the outfield. Uh, they have a, a grad transfer from FAU, Dylan Goldstein, uh, Dylan Carter um, from Texas Tech, and Clayton Chadwick also uh, with John Morant, not Ja Morant, um, from College of Central Florida. That's not Central Florida University. Um, but uh, they uh, the outfit, this team is full of transfers. So, like, you don't really know how they're – like, there's a lot of versatile guys – and you don't really know how they're going to gel. And hopefully that, um, you know, with the fall practices, they had a little time to kind of uh, understand each other and not just be meeting each other for the first time. But uh, it's uh, it's going to be, yeah, it, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how this team goes. And I think they could still, um, I think they could make some noise in, in college baseball. And they, and I think that they will. And you're going to see a much improved team because that's what they have to be. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited about Georgia baseball. Uh, it's less than two weeks away. It's about two weeks away now. Um, the SEC is going to be loaded for bear again. You know, you have uh, defending SEC champion Vanderbilt. Uh, you have LSU. You have Ole Miss, Tennessee. Uh, you know, Georgia's in the mix now. Um, Kentucky's always squirrely. Mississippi State's always squirrely. Florida's always squirrely. Um, you know, Auburn's usually pretty decent, and, and they're looking forward to their upcoming season. Like, they've got some guys coming back, and they're going to be much improved. Like, this league is going to be highly competitive, man. And um, these super re- these regionals and super regionals, you, you might have a College World Series that's got three or four SEC teams in it. Like, it's going to be – like, there was an all-SEC final, I think, few years back uh where mississippi state beat uh, i think they beat florida in the in the world series final but it's gonna be exciting but uh you know lots of good things happening with georgia athletics man it's 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 a good it's a good time to be a georgia fan and it's a good time to be a, a georgia alum and, and a lot a lot of fun things happening josh brooks doing a phenomenal job and i can't wait to talk to israel about all of this uh, and, and get the get his thoughts on these things but uh i'm gonna I'm wrap it here um for uh for this week but uh just wanted to brag on these guys at the at the senior bowl and uh you know just wanted to get that out there that georgia's going to be well represented again at the nfl draft so um on behalf of Israel Troop, I'm Corey Burton. Thank you for listening. Find us on social media. Find us wherever you get your podcast uh, at Believe in Dogs, um, at Coach Burton36 on X uh, and Instagram. And so just follow us, find us, um, and and uh, tell a friend. And let's get these subscribers up and let's see if we can't get this thing uh, launching to the next level. So uh, with that, I'll say goodbye. And uh, next time I see you, hopefully Israel will be with me and we can uh, we can continue our chats. And uh, this will be fun. And this will be a fun offseason. So uh, go dogs. And uh, we'll see you back here next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.